Welcome in the Locked On Cardinals. Yes, we are back after a weekend off. I hope you enjoyed your weekend as much as I enjoyed mine. June 3rd. That's where we're sitting this morning. Uh, about to talk some AZ Cardinals. You are listening to Locked On Cardinals. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cardinals. Follow my own at Bob Rack. Follow Bo Brock on Twitter. And my co host, Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. Clancy, um, is anybody shocked? The guy needs one more day off. At least he claims he's going to need tomorrow off for sure. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't uh, talked to me about it, but I, I can just imagine uh, I'm going to be waking up to a text from Clancy saying, "I need one more day, man. I need one more day to get this uh, this move finalized." So Clancy is off today. Uh, later in the podcast, I think I'm, th- there's a Cardinals comp for Alex Clancy. And uh, I'll tell you who I think that is. But a lot to get into today. Uh, Over the weekend, enjoyed watching the NBA Finals last night. Pretty thrilling result. Series all nodded at 1-1. If you're an NBA fan, check out our great Locked On NBA podcast, including Locked On NBA, Locked On Raptors, and Locked On Warriors. You'll get all the insight you need for the NBA Finals between Toronto and Golden State now nodded at 1-1. Today's show brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Uh, big thanks to everybody tuning in. However you may tune in. For those who made the switch over to Himalaya, if you haven't, Himalaya is free, super to use. To use. Uh, you've got every single podcast you love and are searching for. And they just, I've been checking this thing out. And it's got some really cool, cool features. Including a personally curated playlist made to you by our expert podcast, Tastemakers. That's right. There's, there's podcast experts out there, connoisseurs. Those who can kind of tailor podcast to your likes, your dislikes, your fits, your needs, uh, themed collections of shows that help with podcast discovery. So if you're looking for something, you can find them through the themes. Uh, you can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and of course, sports. You can have a, they have the option to follow so listeners can follow their favorite shows and creators. Uh, like and comment, so it's a social medium as well. Listeners can thumb up, they can comment on individual episodes. Like if you're listening to Locked On Cardinals, when Clancy's here, you could comment like, "Man, this host, this this co-host stinks," and the other guy, Bo, he really knows what he's talking about. He's the reason I tune in each and every day. Uh, you know, episodic shareable playlists. Uh, listeners can build pl- podcast playlists by episode customize it just like a playlist of songs and share it through social text and email himalaya find them uh download the app at the app store google play store and don't forget to follow locked on cardinals while you're there um they're just changing the podcast game that's that's pretty much what's going down um as far as the arizona cardinals are they changing the way that uh the nfl is going to run offenses Cliff Kingsbury going to uh, stamp his uh, his mark on the NFL next season. We're not going to get so much into that, but uh, you know OTAs uh, practices continue. Um, we've kind of got a little glimpse into what life is going to be like for the 2019 season. Um, there was an article on EF, NFL.com 
one of their analysts did kind of a, a synopsis of their 2019 offseason and then also projected what it could potentially mean for the team in the upcoming season. Uh, I, I kind of want to take and piggyback that and just kind of look at what a roadmap to 2019 success for the Cardinals would look like. Um, and also, we've kind of stepped off of the Patrick Peterson conversation for the most part, I would say the last two weeks. Um, but I think it's important to identify who needs to step up during Peterson's six-game absence uh, during the first, what, um, you know, six games in the season. I think there's some guys, we're, we're thinking, of course, of the usual suspects. We're thinking about his position in particular, who's going to be that CB1, right? Who's going to be that top defensive back? Uh, but I think we need to kind of look a little deeper, right? Maybe, but even so much, pull back a little bit, look at the defense as a whole, and look who can really truly be that leader of the defense, uh, and we'll get into it. And then um, just a progress report on Kyler Murray. ESPN.com did this. They did a progress report on all 32 number one picks for each and every team, or I should say just first-round picks. Uh, the number one overall pick was Kyler Murray. And um, as I said, we'll get into which Cardinal Clancy comps very well to. Uh, so... Yeah, let's talk about this roadmap to 2019 success for the Arizona Cardinals. So the state of each and every NFL team uh, after or this far into the offseason, this was done by Adam Rank, an NFL.com writer, analyst, and basically outlining the hope which number one overall pick Kyler Murray brings to this organization. Um, he outlines how, how the heck did we get here? You know, of course, it, it was a crazy, horrible, awful 2018 season. Uh, went through the highs, the lows. Not a lot of highs. The the two highs that he outlined, highlighted, I should say, uh, were the was the win in Week 13 over the Packers that led to the firing of Mike McCarthy, and then the sweep of the San Francisco 49ers. And the Arizona Cardinals have not lost to the 49ers since Jim Harbaugh was their head coach. It's been a while. It's been a while. Kyle Shanahan, uh, Jim Tomasula, the, the hobo coach, and, of course, uh, Chip Kelly, those ill-fated, two of three ill-fated 49er head coaches, they have never beaten the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, some of the lows they outlined, A.Q. Shipley going down with the ACL tear during the red and white scrimmage. You had the firing of offensive coordinator Mike McCoy in Week 7. Um, was that a low? The hiring was a low. Um, but as far as Mike McCoy, him being fired in Week 7, that was a celebration. On the uh, afternoon show I was a part of during the time, the drive with Jody Ayler on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, we did actually a uh, Mike McCoy going away party. And it was fantastic. There were speeches. There was... Uh, just a full-on celebration of his, his short tenure as Arizona Cardinals offensive coordinator. Now, Peterson reportedly asking to be traded. That was on there. And then, of course, firing Steve Wilkes was another one on there. But I think um, Adam Rank missed a huge one as far as the lows are concerned. And it was the fact that at even at this time last year, if anybody remembers what we were talking about, 
we were talking about Sam Bradford. And we were talk. I, I, we didn't talk about at the time. Um, there was certainly caution from myself. I told you I was working for the show The Drive, and Jody was certainly preaching this. Was Sam Bradford is not a good quarterback, and the fact that this time last year we were talking about the accuracy for Sam Bradford, we were talking about his path to being healthy because Sam Bradford was. Uh, Oft injured during his entire NFL career, and that actually led him to to the ability to be the ultimate ultimate NFL business um, king, right? A guy who was able to bolster the amount of money that he made during his career uh, with very very little to show. I mean, this is a guy that won uh, a career high seven games. When he start was in the starting lineup for the bulk of the season, he was a guy who had a career high twenty one touchdowns. Just not a lot of uh, success from a former number one overall pick who was earning um, the type of money that we were seeing being doled out, dished out to a lot, you know, ten time better quarterbacks. So at this time last year, we were talking about Sam Bradford and what impact he was going to have on the offense, only to see. He had zero impact on this offense. He was awful. He was terrible. He was out of the starting lineup in, what, three games? Uh, He's benched in the Bears game, and then that begins the Josh Rosen era, which was also ill-fated. As far as uh, what we look forward to, after a 2019 offseason, which pretty much was an effort to do anything that could wipe the slate clean from the 2018 season, the Arizona Cardinals absolutely did that. As far as firing Wilkes, Bradford was released in the 2018 season. Mike Lennon was shipped out. We saw just turnover uh, throughout this roster. And we, we, we saw a lot of veterans brought in. Uh, some pretty free agency guys, Robert Alford, Brooks Reed. Um, I think Charles Clay was part of that. It was just some names that we were familiar with, some guys that uh, would be considered maybe over the hill in a lot of NFL groups. Um, and, I, and I think that that's, that's fair. But I think it's a good mix of young and old veterans that could potentially, it, that just makes this roster deeper and more competitive for 2019 uh, because it seriously fell short in 2018. Now, the team decided to move forward uh, move on from Josh Rosen. They moved off Rosen. They made the decision to go with Kyler Murray. They, they made the decision to go with Cliff Kings, Kingsbury off of the uh, off of being fired from his alma mater, Texas Tech. But they wanted to go with an offensive guy. They wanted an offensive guy to help fix this offense, which which putrid in 2018. So then we look forward to what all this means for the 2019 season. I know it, it took a while to get here, right? Uh, but now we're looking at how is Kyler Murray going to develop? How is he going to take this offense, which was in the Jurassic era, and take it into the smartphone, AI, artificial intelligence era of NFL offenses? When we think of it, we, the top, the cream of the crop, we think of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, we think of, um, we think of course, of Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, 
and uh, you know Sean McVay and Jared Goff in Los Angeles for the Rams. Um, there's going to be some growing pains, right? There's got to be. You got a, a pair of rookies at the forefront of this franchise. Uh, but it, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the moves that they made are just going to make this team more competitive. And sometimes when you look at the NFL each and every week, I mean, it's not college where if you're a good program, you're pretty much favored, you know, in more than half of the games of your, of, of your, of your season, right? You're, you're probably three quarters of them. You're going to be favored. Um, as far as the Cardinals are concerned, it's going to be a coin, it's going to be a coin flip unless it's against teams like, you know, Seattle or Los Angeles. Um, the it's they're they can, they're going to be able to go up against teams like the Lions and the Ravens, and they're going to ha- they're going to be within what a field goal, a little bit more uh, as far as the betting lines concerned. So the fact that and they're going to be in those games i'm pretty confident they are unless things the wheels are completely falling off much like last year where they open up the season with a 26-6 loss to the redskins but what's the road to success is an absolute just coming out party for kyler murray and cliff kingsbury's offense in week 1 and them kind of riding that uh, momentum for the first couple weeks of the season until they really hit the road to Cincinnati where they've got a ton of early kickoffs in the next coming weeks after they've faced the Bengals on the road in Cincy. I believe they go to uh, they go to New York to take on the Giants, to take on the Falcons. They take on a bunch of... Uh, it's just a tough stretch of their schedule before December where they face the Rams twice, they face the Seahawks, they face the Browns. Uh, it's just a murderer's row of opponents and um, it's going to be just a tough stretch for any team. But uh, especially Cardinals team that went only three wins in, in, in 2019. So just kind of closing and wrapping things up here as far as what the roadmap success is, uh, is Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. It's all contingent on how they debut against the Lions in early September and how they can continue that momentum, how they can continue to have maybe the veil of the unknown against their NFL opponents and just really utilizing that athleticism from Kyler Murray, that big-time playmaking ability, and this defense uh, kind of taking advantage of not having to be on the field as much as they were in 2018, getting the offense the ball, uh, several opportunities, seeing more turnovers from this off this defense, and just seeing this offense get rolling. That's a lot easier said than done. Uh, as far as the first six weeks are concerned, which we think are very key and paramount for the Cardinals to get off to a good start for so many reasons, is also that Patrick Peterson is out. How are they going to do this without Patrick Peterson? Who needs to step up in P2's absence? We're going to get into that. You're listening to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. We'll be back next with who needs to step up for P2. It's Locked On Cardinals. Back here, Locked on Cardinals, Bo Brock. Thank you for tuning in this Tuesday, I'm sorry, Monday edition. Uh, already getting ahead of myself of Locked on Cardinals. We appreciate you finding us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Himalaya. Um, we do thank today's show brought to you in part by Grip6, an ultra lightweight, no holes, no flap. It's great for Father's Day. It's a gift to go. Grip6 has a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock that's grip the number six dot com slash lock l-o-c-k-e uh big thanks if you're checking that out 
It's a great Father's Day gift. Uh, I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Brock. Follow the show on Twitter as well, at LockedOnAZCards. Uh, if you listen to the first segment, you know that Alex Clancy is out once again. Uh, we think he'll be back tomorrow. But I would say he's probably questionable. He's still questionable at this point. Um, not somebody that you can rely upon on a week-by-week basis to put into your fantasy lineup. Actually, you're, you're not drafting Clancy at this point, right? Um, I do have a comp on the Cardinals for Clancy. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that probably by show's end. Uh, but I wanted to get into this. So we haven't really approached the conversation recently about the Arizona Cardinals and them being without star cornerback Patrick Peterson from week one through week six. So he's going to miss games at home against Detroit, on the road against the Ravens, at home against the Panthers, Seahawks, then on the road in Cincy, and then at home against the Falcons in week six. He'll return on the road in New York, or I should say New Jersey, East Rutherford, against the Giants in week seven. So you've got six weeks that you're going to have to kind of tread water in your secondary without Patrick Peters. For me, there is one player that absolutely needs to step up and really take kind of leadership of this defense and really kind of burst on the scene uh, as far as uh, his overall contributions to this defense are concerned. Um, I, I just think that it would be huge for them and it would be just monumental for this defense to have a force much like the guy I'm about to unveil. And to no no further ado, let, let's just get it. Buda Baker is the guy that I think absolutely needs to step up and have a career year, have a coming out party in 2019. Buda Baker has been solid in his first two seasons out of Washington. Um, I just think that he is a playmaker on defense. Everybody kind of knows that. He's seen some success from special teams, but that's, that's, that's no longer his game. But if you think about it, if you want to kind of... And I know they're a di- little bit different in their, their playing styles, but they're also similar. Tyron Matthew had his coming out party for the for this defense in his third season. His, his best year, arguably, in the NFL was 2015, his third NFL season. Of course, we all remember it ended in... Uh, in heartbreak when he tore his ACL against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in, in week 14 or week 15, but it was 14 games in the season. Uh, Buda Baker, if he could step up and he can have, you know, an impact. You know, Honey Badger had five picks that season. He had a sack on his in his statistics. He was just great as far as playing the free safety position for the Arizona Cardinals. And man, if they can just get uh, that type of play, and I and I know that that I mean Matthew was playing at like a defensive MVP level before he got injured that season. So that's that's a lot to ask for. But when you've seen what you've seen from Buda Baker early on, uh, one is uh, you're looking for his first pick. This is a guy that's going to have to become a ball hawk more often than he's been so far. I mean that's kind of crazy to think that two seasons into it. 20 games he's played in, and uh, this is a guy who was a playmaker at Washington, doesn't have one interception. He's definitely got to change that. 
Uh, we've seen him with several fumble recoveries. We've definitely seen him around the ball. We've seen him. He's got three career sacks. He's got the one defensive touchdown he had last year. But here, here's the reality is a guy like Buda Baker just needs to be the overall playmaker, and he needs to be a safety that's going to be a force in the run game, and he needs to be a force, of course, in the passing game, especially with the absence of Patrick Peterson. Now you're probably thinking, well, that's stupid. Buda Baker's a guy who could play you know, the, the slot corner, he could play nickel, or he's also a guy that plays the safety position, but how is he going to impact um, the opposing team's number one receiver? And when we look at it, you know, you, you've got Detroit, and it's probably going to be Kenny Galladay at this point. You've got Baltimore, um, probably would say uh, Michael Crabtree. Is he their number one overall, uh, their number one receiver? Carolina, um, you know, Devin Funches has moved on to Indianapolis. It's probably a guy like DJ Moore, a second round or second year guy. Seattle, um, you're starting to see maybe Tyler Lockett. So not exactly imposing number ones. Probably overall, the sums are greater than uh, some of the parts are greater than the whole. Um, I would just say, I I would I I butchered that. I would say that the sum, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Um, you you really don't face off against anybody too imposing until you start to go against Cincinnati and potentially facing AJ Green and then Atlanta. We know what they have to offer as far as. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and uh, Muhammad Sanu and um, I just I just think that Buda Baker needs to step up and then of course you've got the guys who just need to be serviceable. I really just think you need serviceable CBs. Robert Alford could certainly do that. Uh, Tremaine Brock and then Byron Murphy. I, I, I'm absolutely curious to see what he's going to bring uh, in his rookie campaign coming out of Washington. Um, a guy who. Who uh, who knows Buda Baker, right? Who's who's been? They, I'm sure they've worked out together, uh, been part of the same program. So that to me, that's huge. To me, that would be just monumental if Buda Baker took that giant step forward. And, and ba- like I said, I'm not I'm not uh, what Baker's done. If if Buda Baker's the same guy as he was uh, his first two seasons, that's fine. I mean, he was you know a Pro Bowl special teamer um, in his rookie year, but. Really what we need to see him do is, is contribute into this defensive secondary to make up for that loss for the first six weeks uh, of Patrick Peterson. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you which Cardinal Alex Clancy is most like. His Cardinals comp, uh, and then uh, we'll get into a progress report for Kyler Murray. Uh, that's all coming up in the final segment. You're listening to Locked on Cardinals. Final segment here, Locked on Cardinals, Bo Brock. Hanging out with you with a Monday, June third, my uh, my first wedding anniversary. Been married one year to my wife Haley. Uh, excited to announce that. I know you guys are so excited. Uh, if you're wondering, or you probably already knew this, it's paper. I have no idea what to do with that. Uh, I'm a procrastinator. I'm not a planner. So while she is uh, doing whatever she's doing today, she's she's in school today. Um, I'm going to be scouring the town for, uh, for a paper wedding gift, anniversary gift for my wife. So, uh, if you could thoughts, prayers, head them towards my way because I need them on my, on my anniversary. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Rack. Uh, give Clancy, Alex Clancy, who's not here for what? The third straight show. Man, has it been nice. It's been refreshing. 
uh, Clancy at Clancy's Corner. Tweet him. Ask him where he's been. Um, he continues to wrap up his moving. Uh, I mean, folks, this is a guy. He, he's not. He, he's moving from a, like a one bedroom apartment to like a one bedroom condominium. It, it should take like two hours. So I don't. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. Obviously, he he revealed that he's been throwing his things in trash bags, and just the disarray and unorganization is if it's not kind of shown exemplified there. Um, it, I mean, no wonder we're sitting here. I mean, th- it's three shows worth, but it's also five days. Can you imagine? It takes you almost a a, a week. To move from one apartment to another, that's uh, that's a, that's what a what a way to live. Uh, there is a cardinal that I believe Clancy is a lot like, and it's Robert Kimdichi. Robert Kimdichi, I think I might be giving Clancy too much credit here because Kimdichi was a first round talent, absolutely. Uh, his athleticism, his size, uh, coming out of Ole Miss. I mean, going to Ole Miss, Kimdichi was like the top high school prospect going into college. Um, and he had some decent years for the Rebs, but he had the incident where he fell out of a window after uh, mixing it up with synthetic weed. Uh, he fell out of a hotel window. Uh, that's not why I think he comps well to Clancy. It might be. There might be some similarities there. But mostly because uh, Kimdichi can't stay on the field. He's always hampered by something. And... Uh, I think that's why they comp pretty well. Now, Clancy isn't injured. He's just held back. He's handicapped by his own uh, his own demons, I would say. Final segment here, Locked on Cardinals. At Locked on AZ Cards. At Bob Rack. At Clancy's Corner. Uh, final segment. So ESPN.com did, and they've been great about this all offseason, just kind of going through um, all 32 teams. Uh, they got a progress report on all 32 first-round picks, so I guess there wouldn't be all 32 teams, but first-round picks. And the Cardinals, of course, had number one, one one. They had Kyler Murray, and this is according to Josh Weinfuss, the ESPN.com Cardinals writer, that the only access to Murray on the field is through stretching and individual drills. So it's tough to get a true gauge on how he looks, but one thing is for sure, his passes are crisp, he seems to jump off of his hand, his long passes are land rather effortlessly his teammates rave about him they've praised his speed his accuracy intelligence and leadership all high marks for the 21 year old number one overall pick so so far passing grades for a guy like kyler murray one thing i will also point out is that kyler murray despite us not really getting to, to gauge him truly with our eyesight out there at otas because it's limited what the media get to see uh, is he's out there. And if you remember the conversations leading up uh, to the draft was there was three other guys in the convo for number one overall pick. Now, some of them were loosely based just because um, their names were just there and a couple mock drafts, but Nick Bosa, grade one hamstring, hurt. Quinn and Williams, Hasn't practiced because of a calf muscle injury that occurred first day of OTAs. And then Josh Allen 
Allen suffered a bruised knee in the first OTA. He hasn't participated since. Kyler Murray's going to be taken care of. He's a quarterback. He's not going to be put in a position to where he can get hurt. Those other guys in some pretty demanding physical positions. Uh, when you look at Bosa, a guy with an injury history already. Um, and, man, is Murray looking like the right choice more and more each and every day? One, because of the position of need at quarterback. Moving forward, potentially with your franchise player. And then these guys, their inability to stay on the field. Now, I'm not saying Bosa, Williams, or Allen aren't going to make an impact in 2019. But, man, is it refreshing to kind of see that uh, these guys, that that more so that Murray has been able to be out there and prove it uh, so far in his early tenure as an Arizona Cardinal. We're going to wrap things up. We're going to be back tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have Clamsey back in the fold and I can start to uh, maybe correct him on a lot of things that he's gotten wrong. Uh, anything you'd like us to discuss, anything you want to comment, hit us up on Twitter at Bob Brack. You can follow me there, Bo Brock. Uh, at Clancy's Corner and at Locked on AZ Cards. Please check out Himalaya Free, easy to use, great features, uh, and, of course, check out our great sponsors in Hotels.com and Grip6Belts, Grip6, the number 6.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You're listening to Lockdown Cardinals.